Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z Podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Greece. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ underscore media underscore podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Greece, officially the Hellenic Republic, is a country in Southeast Europe. It is situated on the southern tip of the Balkan Peninsula and is located at the crossroads of Europe, Asia, and Africa. Greece shares land borders with Albania to the northwest, North Macedonia and Bulgaria to the north, and Turkey to the northeast. The Aegean Sea lies to the east of the mainland, the Ionian Sea to the west, and the Sea of Crete and the Mediterranean Sea to the south. Greece has the longest coastline on the Mediterranean basin, featuring thousands of islands. The country consists of nine traditional geographic regions and has a population of approximately 10.4 million. Athens is the nation's capital and largest city, followed by Thessaloniki and Patras. Greece is considered the cradle of Western civilization, being the birthplace of democracy, Western philosophy, Western literature, historiography, political science, major scientific and mathematical principles, theater, and the Olympic Games. From the 8th century BC, the Greeks were organized into various independent city-states, known as polis, singular polis, which spanned the Mediterranean and the Black Sea. Philip II of Macedon united most of present-day Greece in the 4th century BC, with his son Alexander the Great rapidly conquering much of the ancient world, from the eastern Mediterranean to the northwestern parts of India. The subsequent Hellenistic period saw the height of Greek culture and influence in antiquity. Greece was annexed by Rome in the 2nd century BC, becoming an integral part of the Roman Empire in its continuation, the Byzantine Empire, which was culturally and linguistically predominantly Greek. The Greek Orthodox Church, which emerged in the first century AD, helped shape modern Greek identity and transmitted Greek traditions to the wider Orthodox world. After falling under Ottoman rule in the mid-15th century, Greece emerged as a modern nation-state in 1830 following a war of independence. After European powers initiated prolonged periods of monarchical rule by a foreign family, the country fell to a military junta in 1967. Subsequently, the junta collapsed in 1974 and Greece returned to democratic governance, which has continued to this day. The country's rich historical legacy is reflected in part by its 18 UNESCO World Heritage Sites. 
Greece is a unitary parliamentary republic in a developed country with an advanced high-income economy and a high quality of life, ranking 32nd in the Human Development Index. Its economy is among the largest in the Balkans, where it is an important regional investor. A founding member of the United Nations, Greece was the 10th member to join the European Communities, precursor to the European Union, and has been part of the Eurozone since 2001. It is also a member of numerous other international institutions, including the Council of Europe, NATO, the OECD, the WTO, and the OSCE. Greece has a unique cultural heritage, large tourism industry, and prominent shipping sector. The earliest evidence of the presence of human ancestors in the Southern Balkans, dated to 270,000 BC, is to be found in the Petrolona Cave in the Greek province of Macedonia. The Epitoma Cave in Mani, in Southern Greece, contains the oldest remains of anatomically modern humans outside of Africa, dated to 210,000 years ago. All three stages of the Stone Age, Paleolithic, Mesolithic, and Neolithic, are represented in Greece, for example, in the French Thigh Cave. Neolithic settlements in Greece, dating from the 7th millennium BC, are the oldest in Europe by several centuries, as Greece lies on the route via which farming spread from the Near East to Europe. Following the end of the Greek Neolithic period in 3.200 BC, a slow transition period between the Stone Economy to the Bronze Economy during the end of the 4th millennium BC, including Eutresis culture and Corica culture with the first large buildings, House of the Tiles, until the middle of the 3rd millennium BC took place in the Greek mainland. Tyran's culture before the Middle Hellenic period that developed the socio-economic base of the following Minoan civilization and Mycenaean civilization. Greece is home to the first advanced civilizations in Europe and is considered the birthplace of Western civilization, beginning with the Cycladic civilization on the islands of the Aegean Sea at around 3200 BC, the Minoan civilization in Crete, 2700 to 1500 BC, and then the Mycenaean civilization on the mainland, 1600 to 1100 BC. These civilizations possessed writing, the Minoans using an undeciphered script known as Linear A, and the Mycenaeans writing the earliest attested form of Greek in Linear B. The Mycenaeans gradually absorbed the Minoans, but collapsed violently around 1200 BC, along with other civilizations, during the regional event known as the Late Bronze Age Collapse. This ushered in a period known as the Greek Dark Ages, from which written records are absent. Though the unearthed Linear B texts are too fragmentary for the reconstruction of the political landscape and can't support the existence of a larger state, contemporary Hittite and Egyptian records suggest the presence of a single state under a great king based in mainland Greece. The end of the Dark Ages is traditionally dated to 776 BC, the year of the first Olympic Games. The Iliad and the Odyssey, the foundational texts of Western literature, are believed to have been composed by Homer in the 7th or 8th centuries BC. With the end of the Dark Ages, 
there emerged various kingdoms and city-states across the Greek peninsula, which spread to the shores of the Black Sea, southern Italy, Magna Graecia, and Asia Minor. These states and their colonies reached great levels of prosperity that resulted in an unprecedented cultural boom that classical Greece expressed in architecture, drama, science, mathematics, and philosophy. In 508 BC, Cleisthenes instituted the world's first democratic system of government in Athens. By 500 BC, the Persian Empire controlled the Greek city-states in Asia Minor and Macedonia. Attempts by some of the Greek city-states of Asia Minor to overthrow Persian rule failed, and Persia invaded the states of mainland Greece in 492 BC, but was forced to withdraw after a defeat at the Battle of Marathon in 490 BC. In response, the Greek city-states formed the Hellenic League in 481 BC, led by Sparta, which was the first historically recorded union of Greek states since the mythical union of the Trojan War. A second invasion by the Persians followed in 480 BC. Following decisive Greek victories in 480 and 479 BC at Salamis, Plataea, and Mycale, the Persians were forced to withdraw for a second time, marking their eventual withdrawal from all of their European territories. Led by Athens and Sparta, the Greek victories in the Greco-Persian Wars are considered a pivotal moment in world history, as the 50 years of peace that followed are known as the Golden Age of Athens, the seminal period of ancient Greek development that laid many of the foundations of Western civilization. Lack of political unity within Greece resulted in frequent conflict between Greek states. The most devastating inter-Greek war was the Peloponnesian War, 431 to 404 BC, won by Sparta and marking the demise of the Athenian Empire as the leading power in ancient Greece. Both Athens and Sparta were later overshadowed by Thebes and eventually Macedon, with the latter uniting most of the city-states of the Greek hinterland in the League of Corinth, also known as the Hellenic League or Greek League, under the control of Philip II. Despite this development, the Greek world remained largely fragmented and would not be united under a single power until the Roman years. Sparta did not join the League and actively fought against it, raising an army led by Aegis III to secure the city-states of Crete for Persia. Following the assassination of Philip II, his son Alexander III, the Great, assumed the leadership of the League of Corinth and launched an invasion of the Persian Empire with the combined forces of the League in 334 BC. Undefeated in battle, Alexander had conquered the Persian Empire in its entirety by 330 BC. By the time of his death in 323 BC, he had created one of the largest empires in history, stretching from Greece to India. Upon his death, his empire split into several kingdoms, the most famous of which were the Seleucid Empire, Ptolemaic Egypt, the Greco-Bactrian Kingdom, and the Indo-Greek Kingdom. Many Greeks migrated to Alexandria, Antioch, Seleucia, and the many other new Hellenistic cities in Asia and Africa. 
Although the political unity of Alexander's empire could not be maintained, it resulted in the Hellenistic civilization and spread the Greek language and Greek culture in the territories conquered by Alexander. Greek science, technology, and mathematics are generally considered to have reached their peak during the Hellenistic period. After a period of confusion following Alexander's death, the Antigone dynasty, descended from one of Alexander's generals, established its control over Macedon and most of the Greek city-states by 276 BC. From about 200 BC the Roman Republic became increasingly involved in Greek affairs and engaged in a series of wars with Macedon. Macedon's defeat at the Battle of Pydna in 168 BC signaled the end of Antigonid power in Greece. In 146 BC, Macedonia was annexed as a province by Rome and the rest of Greece became a Roman protectorate. The process was completed in 27 BC when the Roman Emperor Augustus annexed the rest of Greece and constituted it as the senatorial province of Achaea. Despite their military superiority, the Romans admired and became heavily influenced by the achievements of Greek culture, hence Horace's famous statement, Grecia capped a ferum victorum sepit, Greece, although captured, took its wild conqueror captive. The epics of Homer inspired the Aeneid of Virgil, and authors such as Seneca the Younger wrote using Greek styles. Roman heroes such as Scipio Africanus, tended to study philosophy and regarded Greek culture and science as an example to be followed. Similarly, most Roman emperors maintained an admiration for things Greek in nature. The Roman Emperor Nero visited Greece in AD 66 and performed at the ancient Olympic Games despite the rules against non-Greek participation. Hadrian was also particularly fond of the Greeks. Before becoming emperor, he served as an eponymous archon of Athens. Greek-speaking communities of the Hellenized East were instrumental in the spread of early Christianity in the 2nd and 3rd centuries, and Christianity's early leaders and writers, notably St. Paul, were mostly Greek-speaking, though generally not from Greece itself. The New Testament was written in Greek, and some of its sections, Corinthians, Thessalonians, Philippians, Revelation of St. John of Patmos attests to the importance of churches in Greece in early Christianity. Nevertheless, much of Greece clung tenaciously to paganism, and ancient Greek religious practices were still in vogue in the late 4th century AD, when they were outlawed by the Roman Emperor Theodosius in 391-392. The last recorded Olympic Games were held in 393, and many temples were destroyed or damaged in the century that followed. In Athens and rural areas, paganism is attested well into the 6th century AD and even later. The closure of the Neoplatonic Academy of Athens by the Emperor Justinian in 529 is considered by many to mark the end of antiquity, although there is evidence that the academy continued its activities for some time after that. Some remote areas such as the southeastern Peloponnese remained pagan until well into the 10th century AD. The Roman Empire in the east, 
following the fall of the empire in the west in the 5th century is conventionally known as the Byzantine Empire but was simply called Kingdom of the Romans in its own time and lasted until 1453. With its capital in Constantinople, its language and culture were Greek and its religion was predominantly Eastern Orthodox Christian. From the 4th century, the empire's Balkan territories, including Greece, suffered from the dislocation of barbarian invasions. The raids and devastation of the Goths and Huns in the 4th and 5th centuries and the Slavic invasion of Greece in the 7th century resulted in a dramatic collapse in imperial authority in the Greek peninsula. Following the Slavic invasion, the imperial government retained formal control of only the islands and coastal areas, particularly the densely populated walled cities such as Athens, Corinth and Thessalonica, while some mountainous areas in the interior held on their own and continued to recognize imperial authority. Outside of these areas, a limited amount of Slavic settlement is generally thought to have occurred, although on a much smaller scale than previously thought. However, the view that Greece in late antiquity underwent a crisis of decline, fragmentation and depopulation is now considered outdated as Greek cities show a high degree of institutional continuity and prosperity between the 4th and 6th centuries AD, and possibly later as well. In the early 6th century, Greece had approximately 80 cities according to the Synecdemus Chronicle, and the period from the 4th to the 7th century AD is considered one of high prosperity not just in Greece but in the entire eastern Mediterranean. Until the 8th century, almost all of modern Greece was under the jurisdiction of the Holy See of Rome according to the system of Pentarchy. Byzantine Emperor Leo III moved the border of the Patriarchate of Constantinople westward and northward in the 8th century. The Byzantine recovery of lost provinces began toward the end of the 8th century and most of the Greek peninsula came under imperial control again in stages during the 9th century. This process was facilitated by a large influx of Greeks from Sicily and Asia Minor to the Greek Peninsula, while at the same time many Slavs were captured and resettled in Asia Minor and the few that remained were assimilated. During the 11th and 12th centuries the return of stability resulted in the Greek Peninsula benefiting from strong economic growth, much stronger than that of the Anatolian territories of the Empire. During that time, the Greek Orthodox Church was also instrumental in the spread of Greek ideas to the wider Orthodox world. Following the Fourth Crusade and the fall of Constantinople to the Latins in 1204, mainland Greece was split between the Greek despotate of Epirus, a Byzantine successor state, and French rule, known as the Francocratia, while some islands came under Venetian rule. The re-establishment of the Byzantine imperial capital in Constantinople in 1261 was accompanied by the empire's recovery of much of the Greek peninsula, although the Frankish principality of Achaea in the Peloponnese and the rival Greek despotate of Epirus in the north both remained important regional powers into the 14th century, while the islands remained largely under Genoese and Venetian control. During the Paleologi dynasty, 1261 to 1453, 
A new era of Greek patriotism emerged accompanied by a turning back to ancient Greece. As such, prominent personalities at the time also proposed changing the imperial title to Emperor of the Hellenes, and, in late 14th century, the emperor was frequently referred to as the Emperor of the Hellenes. Similarly, in several international treaties of that time, the Byzantine emperor is styled as Imperator Greekorum. In the 14th century, much of the Greek peninsula was lost by the Byzantine Empire at first to the Serbs and then to the Ottomans. By the beginning of the 15th century, the Ottoman advance meant that Byzantine territory in Greece was limited mainly to its then largest city, Thessaloniki, and the Peloponnese, Despoti of the Moria. After the fall of Constantinople to the Ottomans in 1453, the Moria was one of the last remnants of the Byzantine Empire to hold out against the Ottomans. However, this, too, fell to the Ottomans in 1460, completing the Ottoman conquest of mainland Greece. With the Turkish conquest, many Byzantine Greek scholars, who up until then were largely responsible for preserving classical Greek knowledge, fled to the West, taking with them a large body of literature and thereby significantly contributing to the Renaissance. While most of mainland Greece and the Aegean Islands was under Ottoman control by the end of the 15th century, Cyprus and Crete remained Venetian territory and did not fall to the Ottomans until 1571 and 1670 respectively. The only part of the Greek-speaking world that escaped long-term Ottoman rule was the Ionian Islands, which remained Venetian until they're captured by the First French Republic in 1797, then passed to the United Kingdom in 1809 until their unification with Greece in 1864. While some Greeks in the Ionian Islands and Constantinople lived in prosperity, and Greeks of Constantinople, Phanariotes, achieved positions of power within the Ottoman administration, much of the population of mainland Greece suffered the economic consequences of the Ottoman conquest. Heavy taxes were enforced, and in later years the Ottoman Empire enacted a policy of creation of hereditary estates, effectively turning the rural Greek populations into serfs. The Greek Orthodox Church and the Ecumenical Patriarchy of Constantinople were considered by the Ottoman governments as the ruling authorities of the entire Orthodox Christian population of the Ottoman Empire, whether ethnically Greek or not. Although the Ottoman state did not force non-Muslims to convert to Islam, Christians faced several types of discrimination intended to highlight their inferior status in the Ottoman Empire. Discrimination against Christians, particularly when combined with harsh treatment by local Ottoman authorities, led to conversions to Islam, if only superficially. In the 19th century, many crypto-Christians returned to their old religious allegiance. The nature of Ottoman administration of Greece varied, though it was invariably arbitrary and often harsh. Some cities had governors appointed by the Sultan, while others, like Athens, were self-governed municipalities. Mountainous regions in the interior and many islands remained effectively autonomous from the central Ottoman state for many centuries. Prior to the Greek Revolution of 1821, 
there had been a number of wars which saw Greeks fight against the Ottomans, such as the Greek participation in the Battle of Lepanto in 1571, the Epirus Peasants' Revolts of 1600-1601, led by the Orthodox Bishop Dionysius Skylosophus, the Maureen War of 1684-1699, and the Russian-instigated Orlov Revolt in 1770, which aimed at breaking up the Ottoman Empire in favor of Russian interests. These uprisings were put down by the Ottomans with great bloodshed. On the other side, many Greeks were conscripted as Ottoman citizens to serve in the Ottoman army and especially the Ottoman navy, while also the ecumenical patriarch of Constantinople, responsible for the Orthodox, remained in general loyal to the empire. The 16th and 17th centuries are regarded as something of a dark age in Greek history, with the prospect of overthrowing Ottoman rule appearing remote with only the Ionian islands remaining free of Turkish domination. Corfu withstood three major sieges in 1537, 1571, and 1716, all of which resulted in the repulsion of the Ottomans. However, in the 18th century, Due to their mastery of shipping and commerce, a wealthy and dispersed Greek merchant class arose. These merchants came to dominate trade within the Ottoman Empire, establishing communities throughout the Mediterranean, the Balkans, and Western Europe. Though the Ottoman conquest had cut Greece off from significant European intellectual movements such as the Reformation and the Enlightenment, these ideas together with the ideals of the French Revolution and Romantic Nationalism began to penetrate the Greek world via the mercantile diaspora. In the late 18th century, Rigas Phoreos, the first revolutionary to envision an independent Greek state, published a series of documents relating to Greek independence including but not limited to a national anthem and the first detailed map of Greece in Vienna. Phoreos was murdered by Ottoman agents in 1798. In the late 18th century, an increase in secular learning during the modern Greek Enlightenment led to the emergence among westernized Greek-speaking elites of the diaspora of the notion of a Greek nation tracing its existence to ancient Greece, distinct from the other Orthodox peoples, and having a right to political autonomy. One of the organizations formed in this intellectual milieu was the Feliki Eteria, a secret organization formed by merchants in Odessa in 1814. Appropriating a long-standing tradition of Orthodox Messianic prophecy aspiring to the resurrection of the Eastern Roman Empire and creating the impression they had the backing of Tsarist Russia, they managed amidst a crisis of Ottoman trade from 1815 onwards to engage traditional strata of the Greek Orthodox world in their liberal nationalist cause. The Feliki Eteria planned to launch revolution in the Peloponnese, the Danubian principalities, and Constantinople. The first of these revolts began on March 6, 1821 in the Danubian principalities under the leadership of Alexandros Ypsilantes, but it was soon put down by the Ottomans. The events in the north spurred the Greeks of the Peloponnese into action and on March 17, 1821 the Maniots declared war on the Ottomans. By the end of the month, the Peloponnese was in open revolt against the Ottomans and by October 1821 the Greeks under Theodoros Kalakotronis had captured Tripolitza.
The Peloponnesian Revolt was quickly followed by revolts in Crete, Macedonia, and Central Greece, which would soon be suppressed. Meanwhile, the makeshift Greek navy was achieving success against the Ottoman navy in the Aegean Sea and prevented Ottoman reinforcements from arriving by sea. In 1822 and 1824, the Turks and Egyptians ravaged the islands, including Chios and Sara, committing wholesale massacres of the population. Approximately three-quarters of the Chios Greek population of 120,000 were killed, enslaved, or died of disease. This had the effect of galvanizing public opinion in Western Europe in favor of the Greek rebels. Tensions soon developed among different Greek factions, leading to two consecutive civil wars. Meanwhile, the Ottoman Sultan negotiated with Mehmet Ali of Egypt, who agreed to send his son Ibrahim Pasha to Greece with an army to suppress the revolt in return for territorial gain. Ibrahim landed in the Peloponnese in February 1825 and had immediate success. By the end of 1825, most of the Peloponnese was under Egyptian control, and the city of Missolonghi, put under siege by the Turks since April 1825, fell in April 1826. Although Ibrahim was defeated in Mani, he had succeeded in suppressing most of the revolt in the Peloponnese, and Athens had been retaken. After years of negotiation, three great powers, France, Russian Empire, and the United Kingdom decided to intervene in the conflict and each nation sent a navy to Greece. Following news that combined Ottoman-Egyptian fleets were going to attack the Greek island of Hydra, the Allied fleet intercepted the Ottoman-Egyptian fleet at Navarino. A week-long standoff ended with the Battle of Navarino, October 20, 1827, which resulted in the destruction of the Ottoman-Egyptian fleet. A French expeditionary force was dispatched to supervise the evacuation of the Egyptian army from the Peloponnese, while the Greeks proceeded to the captured part of central Greece by 1828. As a result of years of negotiation, the nascent Greek state was finally recognized under the London Protocol in 1830. In 1827, Ioannis Kapodistrias, from Corfu, was chosen by the Third National Assembly at Trozen as the first governor of the First Hellenic Republic. Kapodistrias established a series of state, economic, and military institutions. Soon tensions appeared between him and local interests. Following his assassination in 1831 and the subsequent London Conference a year later, the great powers of Britain, France and Russia installed Bavarian Prince Otto von Wittelsbach as monarch. Otto's reign was despotic and in its first 11 years of independence Greece was ruled by a Bavarian oligarchy led by Joseph Ludwig von Armensburg as prime minister and, later, by Otto himself, who held the title of both king and premier. Throughout this period Greece remained under the influence of its three protecting great powers, France, Russia, and the United Kingdom, as well as Bavaria. In 1843, an uprising forced Otto to grant a constitution and a representative assembly. 
despite the absolutism of Otto's reign, the early years proved instrumental in creating institutions, improving those established by Ioannis Kapodistrias, which are still the bedrock of Greek administration and education. Important steps were taken in areas including the education system, maritime and postal communications, effective civil administration and, most importantly, the legal code. Historical revisionism took the form of debyzantinification and deotomanization in favor of promoting the country's ancient Greek heritage. In this spirit, the national capital was moved from Naplio, where it had been since 1829, to Athens, which was at the time a smaller town. Religious reform also took place, and the Church of Greece was established as Greece's national church, although Otto remained a Catholic. March 25th, the Day of Annunciation, was chosen as the anniversary of the Greek War of Independence to reinforce the link between Greek identity and orthodoxy. Pavlos Korolidis called the Bavarian efforts to create a modern state in Greece as not only appropriate for the people's needs, but also based on excellent administrative principles of the era. Otto was deposed in the October 23, 1862 revolution. Multiple causes led to his deposition and exile, including the Bavarian-dominated government, heavy taxation, and a failed attempt to annex Crete from the Ottoman Empire. The callus for the revolt was Otto's dismissal of Constantinos Canaris from the premiership. A year later, he was replaced by Prince Wilhelm, William of Denmark, who took the name George I and brought within the Ionian Islands as a coronation gift from Britain. A new constitution in 1864 changed Greece's form of government from constitutional monarchy to the more democratic crown republic. In 1875, the concept of parliamentary majority as a requirement for the formation of a government was introduced by Cherilos Trikoupis, curbing the power of the monarchy to appoint minority governments of its preference. Corruption, coupled with Trikoupis' increased spending to fund infrastructure projects like the Corinth Canal, overtaxed the weak Greek economy and forced the declaration of public insolvency in 1893. Greece also accepted the imposition of an international financial control authority to pay off the country's debtors. Another political issue in 19th century Greece was uniquely Greek, the language question. The Greek people spoke a form of Greek called demotic. Many of the educated elites saw this as a peasant dialect and were determined to restore the glories of ancient Greek. Government documents and newspapers were consequently published in Kothravusa, purified, Greek, a form which few ordinary Greeks could read. Liberals favored recognizing demonic as the national language, but conservatives and the Orthodox Church resisted all such efforts to the extent that, when the New Testament was translated into demonic in 1901, riots erupted in Athens and the government fell, the Evangelica. This issue would continue to plague Greek politics until the 1970s. All Greeks were united, however, in their determination to liberate the Hellenic lands under Ottoman rule. Especially in Crete, 
a prolonged revolt in 1866-1869 had raised nationalist fervor. When war broke out between Russia and the Ottomans in 1877, Greek popular sentiment rallied to Russia's side, but Greece was too poor and too concerned about British intervention to officially enter the war. Nevertheless, in 1881, Thessaly and small parts of Epirus were ceded to Greece as part of the Treaty of Berlin, while frustrating Greek hopes of receiving Crete. Greeks in Crete continued to stage regular revolts, and in 1897, the Greek government under Theodoros Deligiannis, bowing to popular pressure, declared war on the Ottomans. In the ensuing Greco-Turkish War of 1897, the badly trained and equipped Greek army was defeated by the Ottomans. Through the intervention of the great powers, however, Greece lost only a little territory along the border to Turkey, while Crete was established as an autonomous state under Prince George of Greece. With state coffers empty, fiscal policy came under international financial control. Alarmed by the abortive island and uprising of the autonomous internal Macedonian revolutionary organization, IMRO, in 1903, the Greek government, aiming to quell Kamataji's IMRO bands and detach the Slavophone peasants of the region from Bulgarian influence, sponsored a guerrilla campaign in Ottoman Old Macedonia, led by Greek officers and known as the Macedonian Struggle which ended with the Young Turk Revolution in 1908. Amidst general dissatisfaction with the seeming inertia and unattainability of national aspirations under the premiership of the cautious reformist Theotokis, a group of military officers organized a coup in August 1909 and shortly thereafter called to Athens Cretan politician Eleftherios Venizelos, who conveyed a vision of national regeneration. After winning two elections and becoming Prime Minister in 1910, Venizelos initiated wide-ranging fiscal, social, and constitutional reforms, reorganized the military, made Greece a member of the Balkan League, and led the country through the Balkan Wars. By 1913, Greece's territory and population had almost doubled, annexing Crete, Epirus, and Macedonia. In the following years, the struggle between King Constantina and charismatic Venizelos over the country's foreign policy on the eve of First World War dominated the country's political scene and divided the country into two opposing groups. During parts of WW1, Greece had two governments, a royalist pro-German one in Athens and a Venizelist pro-Entente one in Thessaloniki. The two governments were united in 1917 when Greece officially entered the war on the side of the Entente. In the aftermath of World War I, Greece attempted further expansion into Asia Minor, a region with a large native Greek population at the time, but was defeated in the Greco-Turkish War of 1919-1922, contributing to a massive flight of Asia Minor Greeks. These events overlapped with both happening during the Greek Genocide, 1914-1922, a period during which, according to various sources, Ottoman and Turkish officials contributed to the death of several hundred thousand Asia Minor Greeks, along with similar numbers of Assyrians and a rather larger number of Armenians. 
the resultant Greek exodus from Asia Minor was made permanent and expanded in an official population exchange between Greece and Turkey. The exchange was part of the terms of the Treaty of Lausanne which ended the war. The following era was marked by instability as over 1.5 million propertyless Greek refugees from Turkey had to be integrated into Greek society. Cappadocian Greeks, Pontian Greeks, and non-Greek followers of Greek Orthodoxy were all subject to the exchange as well. Some of the refugees could not speak the language and were from what had been unfamiliar environments to mainland Greeks, such as in the case of the Cappadocians and non-Greeks. The refugees also made a dramatic post-war population boost as the number of refugees was more than a quarter of Greece's prior population. Following the catastrophic events in Asia Minor, the monarchy was abolished via a referendum in 1924 and the Second Hellenic Republic was declared. In 1935, a royalist general turned politician Georgios Kondilis took power after a coup d'etat and abolished the Republic, holding a rigged referendum, after which King George II returned to Greece and was restored to the throne. An agreement between Prime Minister Ioannis Metaxas and the head of state George II followed in 1936, which installed Metaxas as the head of a dictatorial regime known as the Fourth of August regime, inaugurating a period of authoritarian rule that would last, with short breaks, until 1974. Although a dictatorship, Greece remained on good terms with Britain and was not allied with the Axis. On October 28, 1940, Fascist Italy demanded the surrender of Greece, but the Greek administration refused, and, in the following Greco-Italian War, Greece repelled Italian forces into Albania, giving the Allies their first victory over Axis forces on land. The Greek struggle and victory against the Italians received exuberant praise at the time. French General Charles de Gaulle was among those who praised the fierceness of the Greek resistance. In an official notice released to coincide with the Greek national celebration of the Day of Independence, de Gaulle expressed his admiration for the Greek resistance in the name of the captured yet still alive French people. France wants to send her greetings to the Greek people who are fighting for their freedom. The March 25, 1941 finds Greece in the peak of their heroic struggle and in the top of their glory. Since the Battle of Salamis, Greece had not achieved the greatness and the glory which today holds. The country would eventually fall to urgently dispatch German forces during the Battle of Greece, despite the fierce Greek resistance, particularly in the Battle of the Metaxas Line. Adolf Hitler himself recognized the bravery and the courage of the Greek army, stating in his address to the Reichstag on December 11, 1941, that historical justice obliges me to state that of the enemies who took up positions against us, the Greek soldier particularly fought with the highest courage. He capitulated only when further resistance had become impossible and useless. The Nazis proceeded to administer Athens and Thessaloniki, while other regions of the country were given to Nazi Germany's partners, Fascist Italy and Bulgaria. The occupation brought about terrible hardships for the Greek civilian population. 
Over 100,000 civilians died of starvation during the winter of 1941 to 1942. Tens of thousands more died because of reprisals by Nazis and collaborators. The country's economy was ruined, and the great majority of Greek Jews, tens of thousands, were deported and murdered in Nazi concentration camps. The Greek resistance, one of the most effective resistance movements in Europe, fought vehemently against the Nazis and their collaborators. The German occupiers committed numerous atrocities, mass executions, and wholesale slaughter of civilians and destruction of towns and villages in reprisals. In the course of the concerted anti-guerrilla campaign, hundreds of villages were systematically torched and almost one million Greeks left homeless. In total, the Germans executed some 21,000 Greeks, the Bulgarians 40,000, and the Italians 9,000. Following liberation and the Allied victory over the Axis, Greece annexed the Diakonese Islands from Italy and regained Western Thrace from Bulgaria. The country almost immediately descended into a bloody civil war between communist forces and the anti-communist Greek government, which lasted until 1949 with the latter's victory. The conflict, considered one of the earliest struggles of the Cold War, resulted in further economic devastation, mass population displacement and severe political polarization for the next 30 years. Although the post-war decades were characterized by social strife and widespread marginalization of the left in political and social spheres, Greece nonetheless experienced rapid economic growth and recovery, propelled in part by the U.S. administered Marshall Plan. In 1952, Greece joined NATO, reinforcing its membership in the Western Bloc of the Cold War. King Constantine II's dismissal of George Papandreou's centrist government in July 1965 prompted a prolonged period of political turbulence, which culminated in a coup d'etat on April 21, 1967 by the regime of the colonels. Under the junta, civil rights were suspended, political repression was intensified, and human rights abuses, including state-sanctioned torture, were rampant. Economic growth remained rapid before plateauing in 1972. The brutal suppression of the Athens Polytechnic Uprising on November 17, 1973 set in motion the events that caused the fall of the Papadopoulos regime, resulting in a counter-coup which overthrew Georgios Papadopoulos and established Brigadier Demetrius Ioannidis as the new Hunter strongman. On July 20, 1974, Turkey invaded the island of Cyprus in response to a Greek-backed Cypriot coup, triggering a political crisis in Greece that led to the regime's collapse and the restoration of democracy through metapolitesi.